0: Hello, this is Josh Crisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. 16 let's let's start at verse 15 this is a very familiar passage scriptures here that I want to read in your hearing so thankful for our worship team why don't we give them a hand this morning praise God what a powerful song Thank God for the testimony. If you have it, say amen. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. So glad that you're here and you've chosen to, to be with us today. Could have been anywhere that you wanted to be. You chose to be here and we're thankful for that. Pray the Lord blesses you abundantly today. In Jesus' name. Is anybody ready for the word? Romans chapter 1, verse 15. So, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is, somebody say, it is. What is? The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. it is the power of God unto salvation if you're going to be saved it's going to be because of the gospel I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject the relevance of the gospel of Jesus Christ why don't you lay your Bibles down this morning and lift your hands to the Lord one more time God, we need you, why don't you pray to him, ask the Lord to speak to you. Lord, we need you today in this house. Lord, we feel you already, thankful for your presence, thankful for the moving of your spirit, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would would help us today, Lord. Let your anointing flow, God, in this house, Lord. Anoint me to preach your word, God. Anoint our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to be understanding of your word. God, I pray that there would be an impact of the gospel on every life in this building and beyond, Lord. Not just on our lives, but every person that we'll come into contact with in the future. And God, we'll give you all of the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. God, are you settled? Are you going to preach with me this morning? Amen. Right, sounded good. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and say, "Preach with him." Just letting everybody get where they need to be. Amen. It, it, it's my—I've uh, learned that over the years. Uh, people don't hear the first minute or minute and a half of what you're saying because they're trying to get settled. So I, I, I leave a little bit of awkward silence so people can start wondering when's he going to start preaching? Hey Amen. I want you to get it all. Are you going to get it all this morning? Amen. Relevance. What does it mean for something to be relevant? What does it mean when something is relevant to you, to your life, or to your generation? It's something that is closely connected or it's appropriate to what is being done. It's appropriate to the current time and time period or circumstances. How many know in a changing world, it's hard sometimes for people to stay relevant. Somebody say amen. Something is relevant if it's appropriate or it's connected to the matter at hand. Relevant things are helpful and on point. Relevant things are appropriate and make sense at that particular time. Somebody say amen. Is the gospel relevant to the times that we live in today? People say the times we live in are different than any other times in history. We're facing political unrest and racial tension and economic struggle. Homeless and unemployment are at record highs. And addiction is a major concern for every city in America. Teen suicide, teen pregnancy, alcohol, and drug dependency. Just to mention a few of the struggles that we are having in our Generation, Amen. But is our generation really that much different than preceding generations? Or is it getting worse because we have lost the influence of the eternal truths that have kept sin in check in some previous generations? Sin is progressive. Come on, somebody say it's progressive. It's, that means it starts small, but it doesn't stay small. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Notice that it starts out as just taking things from you. But then it comes to uh, devising a plan to killing you and ultimately destroying your soul in hell. Somebody say amen. Sin is compared to leprosy in the Bible. Amen. I believe that we've fallen in America into a pitfall of sin because we're not preaching against it anymore. Nobody talks about it anymore. Come on. Nobody, we want to talk about the promises, but nobody wants to talk about the don'ts. How many know if you want the promises in your life, you're going to have to understand the commandments of God and his plan for your life. Amen. There has to come a moment where you get sin in check. Somebody say amen. It's compared to leprosy in the Bible, which starts as a little spot of infection. If not dealt with, will take over the whole body and ultimately kill it. It starts as an infection of the skin and the nerves of the skin. As it progresses, one loses his sensitivity and his ability to feel. They become numb and were typically guilty of scratching and gnawing at the surface and the appendages until they would fall off, amen. They they lose their sensitivity, amen. They lose their ability to feel, amen. How many know when when Paul's preaching to the Romans, he said they're past feeling, amen. They've come to the place where they don't feel anymore, amen. They've heard it so many times they don't feel it. They've gone so far that it don't bother them anymore. I come to tell you this morning, church, if you can sin and you don't feel guilty, there's a problem. Amen. It's not okay to get comfortable in things that are come to destroy your life. I don't care if you don't like me this morning. I don't care if you disagree with me this morning. God didn't come here to please you. I come to please the Lord and I come to preach it straight. Sin will kill us if it's not dealt with. Amen, it'll cause you to become insensitive, not sensitive. You won't feel it anymore. And before you know it, you're doing it, and you're not feeling bad about it. You're doing it, and you don't think twice about it. Amen. How many know that we need a a healthy fear of God to be developed in our lives where we fear the word of God, and we fear the creator, and we fear the judgment of God in such a way that we will love him with our hearts. Somebody say amen. I believe our generation has just progressed a little further than recent generations. We've lost our sensitivity to sin and its effects. And we have lost our fear of God as our creator. But is our generation worse than Noah's generation? Bible tells us as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming. Of the son of man i tell you church we can look at our generation and we can draw parallels to the generation that noah lived in the same things that he faced we're facing come on the same things that he went through we're going through i come to tell you he said in the days of the coming of the son of man it's going to be just like it was then i come to tell you church it's time to look up it's time to draw a line of separation and say you know what i'm not with this generation I'm not going where they're going. I'm not doing what they're doing. I am separated unto God. That's why he said, come out from among them, saith God, and be ye separate unto me. Come on. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you unto myself. And I will be your father and you shall be my children. It's the will of God that we separate ourselves unto God. Come on. This is the preaching we need to hear. We need to hear about separation and sanctification and purity. Somebody say amen. Is our generation worse than Lot's generation? Amen, where he rained fire and brimstone down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen, it was only because of the prayers of Abraham that Lot and his family were saved. Come on, somebody. It was only the, because of the prayers of faithful Abraham that he said, can you, can, will, you, will, you, will you spare the city if there's 50 righteous? Will you spare the city if there's 40, if there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10? Will you spare it if there's 10? The Lord said, I'll spare it if there's 10, amen. But it happened to be just Lot and his family, amen. But I'll come to tell you, you can escape. Amen. God has made a way of escape. Somebody say amen. Is our generation worse than the generation that crucified our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Amen. A man in the word made flesh was revealed before their very eyes. He said, blessed are your eyes for you see And your ears, for you, you're here. But blessed are they that don't see and don't hear, but yet believe. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many know they experienced it firsthand? They were there to see the miracles. They were eyewitnesses of the miracles. They watched Bartimaeus receive his sight. Come on. They watched the dead be raised back to life again. They watched the lame walk and the dumb talk they watched Jairus' daughter be brought back to life and the woman with with the issue of blood 12 years be made whole they watched as this as the as the woman with the infirmity 18 years in the temple was straightened up just with one word spoken amen they experienced it firsthand they were there to watch it they were there when he was killed and crucified and on the third day that stone was rolled away but the the creator wasn't in there Amen. How many know he was risen? Amen. He was risen as he said. They were there and experienced it. Amen. But they killed the prince of life. Somebody say amen. The same generation, amen, that killed Jesus. Is our generation worse off than that generation? In fact, Ecclesiastes says, Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. What's he saying? He's saying the the, the things are the same in every generation. The problem is the people of the next generation don't see it. We don't understand that there is a a connection. We don't understand that it's the same things that are in operation, come on. It's the same powers, it's the same problems, it's the same struggles the generation had before us same struggles that this generation is having. And we wanna think that our generation is worse off. We wanna make ourselves feel better about where we're at by saying we're experiencing things that they haven't experienced. But I come to preach to you today, there's no new thing under the sun. There is no new device of the devil. Come on, he uses the same plans, the same snares, the same tricks, the same lies that he used on the previous generation. He's using on us today. We just have to understand that that, 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 that that the same the generation before dealt with the same problems that we're dealing with just in a more modern way. Amen. How many know that we're going through what they went through, but we got to have what they didn't have. Come on. We got to get a hold of the recipe to fix what is broken, to fix what is lost. And the only thing that's going to fix it is the pre- Of the cross, the only thing that can fix it is the preaching of the cross. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Somebody say, Amen. The love of God went to the cross, the love of God that went to the cross will transcend every barrier that separated us from God. The sin and the destruction in your life may be great, but God's love is greater. The wounds and the damage of your decisions may be great, but God is greater, come on, God's love is greater, than the addiction and the things that we're dealing with in our city, it may be great it's bigger than us but it's not bigger than God's love come on, how many know that God's love is greater than every device that the enemy has to offer he proved his love by revealing it in the punishment that he took on behalf of us how do I know God loves me how do I know that God cares about me how do I know that he cares about my family how do I know that he cares about my situation? How do I know that he cares about the deficiencies of my life? Come on. How do I I know that God cares about me individually? Come on. How how do I know that he cares about my final destination? He proved his love by taking the punishment that was meant for us, that was meant for me, that was meant for you. Come on. He, 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 He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him and with his stripes we are healed. He created a pathway to healing through the punishment that he endured on the cross. How do I know that he loves me? He died for me. How do I know that he loves me? He took the whipping on the cross. How do I know that he loves me? He bore the humiliation and the punishment that I was supposed to receive on the cross. How do I know that he loves me? His love proved it when he took my punishment on the cross. I wonder if we could clap our hands to God and thank him for his love. His love will transcend every barrier. The work that he did on the cross, how many know he triumphed over every sin? The Bible tells us that he triumphed over it, nailing it to the cross. Amen. When he nailed it to the cross, he took the power over it. Come on, somebody. When he nailed it to the cross, it no longer had the power over mankind that it had he didn't stop there sin when it progresses ultimately comes death he didn't stop at just nailing sin to the cross he took death to its limit amen they buried him in that tomb they buried him in that borrowed tomb and he stayed there for three that the Savior was dead. It looked like he would never rise again. It looked like that they triumphed over him. But on the morning of the third day, before the sun rose over the horizon, how many know that Jesus had already went back to the tomb and picked up his body because he said, destroy this temple. But in, in three days, I will raise it back again. He stepped out of that tomb. He had he had victory over death, hell, and the grave. No longer would it haunt men and women of coming generations. He had conquered it. Amen. His blood had been shed and paid the price for every sin forever. Why is the gospel relevant to our generation? Because we need the blood. We need the blood. We need the
1: blood of Jesus.
0: If you need the blood, you need to stand to your feet and give God some praise in this house. We have sin. We have struggle. We have wounds. We have damage. Only the blood can save you. Only the blood can heal you. Only the blood can change your life and impart healing. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and give him praise. Come on, let your heart pray. Let your heart pray. I'm thankful for the blood. I'm thankful for the blood. I'm thankful for the blood. There's nothing like the blood. The blood will never lose its power. The blood is the only way for mankind to get free. I'm thankful for the blood. (laughs) Thankful for the blood. Oh, I feel something moving. Come on, just close your eyes and lift your hands towards heaven and just feel him out right now. Give him some praise. Love on him for just a few moments. God, I'm thankful for your blood. I'm thankful, God, for the blood. Thankful, Jesus, that you made a way of escape. Amen. Are the things that we face today we just remain standing than what previous generations have faced. No. No, it still takes the blood. The only way of escape is through Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am the Lord, and I change not. God has not changed, nor his desire for us has it changed. He still wants us to be saved. Somebody say amen. He wants us to be healed. If you could come to the piano this morning. He wants us to be delivered. Salvation is more than just being freed from our sin. That's a great part of it. From our past. It's healing. Somebody say it's healing. It's deliverance. Somebody say it's deliverance. And it's provision. It's protection. Somebody say amen. It's God's will for you to be saved. I don't care what you're going through this morning. I don't care what your past has dictated for your life. God has desired and willed for you to be saved. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody say amen. In Acts chapter 2, they experienced the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you read Luke chapter 24 and and then you read into Acts, I I, I encourage all of you to do that. Read the last chapter of the book of Luke and then read Acts chapter 1 and 2. Will you do that for me? Because they say that Luke is the writer of both books. And so the ending of Luke is the beginning of Acts. Amen. It's the Great Commission moving into the plan for the church. Somebody say, Amen. As they received the power when the Holy Ghost came, the Bible says that what happened in the upper room spilled out onto the street because it wasn't done in a corner, it wasn't meant to be hidden. But it was meant to be for all people, all nations, all countries, all races, come on, all classes. Somebody say amen. And when it spilled out on the street, people began to look at these folks and they're like, man, y'all are nuts. They started mocking them. Some people mocked them and said, man, they're full of new wine. They're drunk. We're not, these men are not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last day saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Somebody say all flesh. And so Peter started preaching. He stood up with the 11 and he started The gospel. He talked about Jesus being the Prince of Life and how that he came and the Jews killed him and buried him. But he didn't stay there, he rose from the dead. Somebody say, Amen. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? It's good news, all right. It's the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. How many know without the resurrection there is no life? If Jesus would have stayed in that tomb, there would be no hope for us. Somebody say amen. So when Peter got done preaching, the Bible says that They that heard it, they were pricked in their hearts. They were pricked in their hearts. Has anybody ever been pricked in your heart? It's like, you're like, ooh. That's not, you don't feel that because the preacher's mad at you. You feel that because the gospel will prick you. Because God wants you to be saved. And so when you're pricked in your heart, they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brother, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Peter said, Repent. How many know first steps repentance? You can't go anywhere without repentance. Repentance is death. You're dying out to your own will. You're dying out to the path that you walked. You're dying out to where you were going. You're turning away from that path, and you're turning towards God. Somebody say amen. You're having a change of mind and a change of direction. I'm no longer going to do it my way, but I'm going to do it God's way. Amen. If you repented and all you did was cry, but nothing changed, you didn't repent. Because repentance is change. You might even be sorry for what you've done and the thing, the path that you're on. But if nothing's changed, you haven't truly repented. There's got to be a change. Somebody say change. There's got to be a death. You've got to die out to yourself. It removes the right for you to get back on the path that you were on. Amen. They liken a repentance as... as as the enemy would come in and destroy a city and destroy a people, they would burn everything. They would burn everything that was there. They'd burn the houses, all the buildings, everything that was there so the people had no chance of returning. That's the idea of repentance. I'm never going back to that. I'm going to burn everything. I'm going to burn every bridge, every relationship that could pull me back there. I'm going to burn everything, get rid of everything that could pull me back. I'm I'm getting rid of it. Somebody say "Amen." That's true repentance. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. How we know anything that's dead needs to be buried. Buried in the name of Jesus Christ. He says when you're baptized into Christ that you tell you're baptized into his death. Amen. You're buried with him in baptism. When you come up out of the water in the name of Jesus, you have a new name. Somebody say, I need a new name. How many know there's only one name? There's one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. They told Peter and John, don't preach in that name. But he said, hold on a minute. There is no other name. There's only one name. And the name is Jesus that can bring salvation to men. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. That's why we baptize in Jesus' name. He said, everything you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for your sins? Who paid the price for your sins? Somebody say, Jesus. For the promise is unto you, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection. Come on, that's the gospel. Somebody say, that's the gospel. I want the resurrection in my life. Amen. How many want resurrection in your life? Amen. When Jesus steps out on the cloud and says this thing's over, I want resurrection power in my life. Come on. I want the spirit of God calling the shots. I want Jesus in my life. Somebody say amen. For the promise. Here it is. It's unto you. And to your children and to all who are far off. Basically what he's saying, they might be not be here today, but it's for them too. It's for future generations. Come on, somebody. It's for all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If the Spirit of the Lord draws you out of darkness and brings you into his light, it's for you. Come on. If he's pulling you to him, it's for you. If you're in this place this morning, it's for you. He paid the price for it. Come on. It's relevant to our generation. It's the same experience of salvation that they had then is the same today. Somebody say it's the same today. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and just begin to reach for Him. Oh, I need the love of God in my life. Mm. It's the love of God that gave us a way of escape. Come on, it's the love of God that gave us a way of healing. It's the love of God that gave us a way of deliverance. It's the love of God. That will bring wholeness and purity to our lives. Mm. If you want the love of God in your life, I wonder, won't you run down to this altar? Every person that wants the love of God, you want the love of God in your life. Come on. You want to keep yourself in the love of God. You want to live in the love of God. You want to experience God's love, the fullness of God's love in your life. Come on. It's about the cross. He did it on the cross. It wants to take effect in your life today. Come on. Call out on the Lord today. I want the love of God in my life. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: I am the Lord, and I change not. My weaknesses, Lord, you know my
0: flaws. Continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine same gospel that they preached is the same gospel that we preach it has the same impact because it's the same, come on, God is the same, amen, he's the same as he was in their generation he's the same God today, what he did for them, he can do for us what he did for them and their churches he can do for us hallelujah come on, call on the name of the Lord right now I want your love, Lord. God, impact my life, Lord, with your love. God, impact my my family, Lord, with your love. My marriage, Lord, with your love. My finances, God, everything I touch, every path I choose to walk in, Lord. I pray, God, let it be in your love. put my faith in my own way. I don't put my faith, but I put my faith in the Word, my faith in the operation of God and how His Word said it. Come on. The Gospel works. It worked then. It'll work now. Come on. It'll do for you what it did for them. There's freedom. There's healing. Come on. There's deliverance. God's got healing for your life. Cross. That I mean, He nailed it to the cross today. I wonder if we could stand and just one more time give Him a praise. We're going to sing this song one more time. Go ahead.
1: no greater
0: love. Just lift your hands and worship. Just tell the Lord that you're thankful that He called you out. You're thankful that the blood has been applied to your life. You're thankful the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Oh, let the gospel go forth, Lord, to every corridor of this city. Let it go forth. God empowers to take it and to bear it up and to take it into the dark places of this city. Into the prisons, into the jails, Lord. Into the crack houses. God, in the name of Jesus, you're calling them all. Now's the time for salvation. Today is the day. Lord, we're thankful, Jesus, for the moving of your spirit. Thankful for your touch, God. Take us from this place today. Bring us back at the appointed time. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless all of you. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on
1: Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.